created live on Fireside. Hi, everyone. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread with our guest, Katie Dentmer. And I'm going to have Cynthia uh, introduce her in a moment, but I just want to Adrena and the uh, audience and anyone else that is listening to these this episode on a different cast, whether you're simulcast and you're hearing this on YouTube or LinkedIn Twitter, or you're hearing this on Facebook, uh, Instagram, wherever you're hearing, this is going to be a really fun conversation. And we have some updates that Cynthia is going to start with right now. And so I um, just wanted to say welcome to Katie, but uh, Cynthia, go ahead. And uh, I can't wait to get, hear these updates. Yeah. So hi, everybody. Hello, Juliet. And um, I'm here at the Philadelphia airport. So just came a little bit for my flight out of Philadelphia because actually Juliet and I <laughs> we had a great night last night at the Kurt Warner private screening for the NFL players that Coach Vermeil hosted with Mrs. Vermeil, Carol Vermeil. And um, oh my God, it was so much fun. And the house was full. There wasn't an empty seat. Like we had people that had to just stand because there was, we were done. Like, you know, we weren't able to sit. And um, he was so gracious, so funny. He did an amazing Q&A. And so many, so many players that even from the Super Bowl team came out and were there to like ask the great questions, to have the conversations, to share the memories with the whole group. So didn't we have fun, Juliet? We had so much fun. And I have to say, I'm so like so honored to be a part of it. And it was the movie was so inspirational. And I mean, just like I got chills, I cried. And I loved that I got to have my three kids there to witness it as well. And they were so in awe of like seeing all these different Super Bowl players and then hearing um, Dick Vermeil speak. They even got to wear Ron Jaworski's Super Bowl ring, which was like, and we got a picture with him, which was so freaking cool. My husband was like, oh my God, you guys got to meet Jaws. Now I, even though we, and I said to him, I was like, listen, I was like, before you take a picture, you might need to know that we do live in New York and my kids are Giants fans. And my kids looked at me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, and I go, I'm sorry. I go, but listen, I grew up in Philly and I, he, Cynthia, he actually said, please say hi to the Zordiches. I love them. They are so amazing. And then I even got to meet Liz and talk to her a little bit about the show. And Katie, yep. I said that we were interviewing Katie today and they were like, oh yeah, that's so fun. We, you know, we can't wait to listen. So um, it was, it was awesome. Right. And it's like true. And like all the players, like that came out, like, um, you know, some of the guys came in all the way from Tampa, you know, just to be like, to honor coach and to be there and to watch the movie, because it is cool that it's not coming out till Christmas day. It is a family movie. It is inspirational. And like, of course, us being so much about the NFL women, Brenda is like, a rock star, you know, and I think we're going to have her on. It looks like we are going to have her on the podcast at some point during this time or immediately afterwards, because I want to talk to her. Like I want just to kind of like pick her brains on what makes her what she is. Cause she's just so strong. She's so empowered. She's so giving. She's so faithful. There's a lot about her that I just, I want to get to know her Amazing. more. So, yeah. No, totally. Memories for me and Katie, I am so excited because um, having Katie on today is important to me because she's just this amazing spitfire, like positive, you know, like survival, just like worker. And I thought it was awesome because we're heading into Thanksgiving that, you know, we can look at Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving dinners and who's around the table and it doesn't have to be so traditional. It can be about a family that we create based on whatever circumstances and love and 
forgiveness and just togetherness. And it, and Katie, I thought would be so great because her story is about all of that. You know, she is she is all about her children. She is all about family, and she is a loving person. And you know, talking about her book, you know, hope and oxygen. I think that that's why she is the way she is because she just always looks at like the positive side of survival and so katie thank you for being here i can't wait to talk to you Juliet, to get to know you yeah so well, i'm gonna actually thank you i'm gonna pull myself down so katie can go up and just say so it can be the you two on screen really quickly okay. Great. So, okay i'm gonna pull myself off really quick and then and then cynthia will have and then katie i'm gonna pull you up so sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but i want you to talk with your beautiful face because i am <laughs> so excited to hear about the story and you know what i also love all the women that we've had on, the women that Cynthia has introduced me to that I've gotten to know, all were so excited that you were on this episode, Katie. So like you have oh, such- Oh, that's me. Yes, you have such love. So I just invited you to pull up your video. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that yet? Which, is it down here? Um, which so one I do? said, invite to interview mode. So if you actually click on yourself, hold on one second. Oh, on myself. Like, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yep, you'll see there. Oh, there. yeah, okay, good. Great. So now you okay, can just pull perfect. yourself up. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. That's perfect. Well, hey, thank you so much. I'm like, you're gonna make me cry, but um, you are amazing, all of you. And I mean, it's I love Cindy like way back. I, did you see the picture that you took of of Koi when he was little? And it's still my favorite. I was telling um, Juliet that like when you did the, those photos, it was right around this time of year, 1998. Remember that? And you came to our place, and it was so much fun. And um, so cool. hey, oh, it was I amazing. Think you have to click on. Um... Oh, which one? Am I on the wrong thing? You yeah, might find the wrong thing. Oh, whoops. Yeah, you can't so, see me? No, we can't see you. Can you see yourself oh. on your screen? No. Um, Click yeah. on accept or something or enter the stage maybe or accept interview mode. Yes, accept interview mode. So if you go to your, like, Turn alert. on. Yeah, yeah, there oh, you are. Oh, yay. Yay. Okay. oh, I'm sorry. Okay, here I am. I'm so sorry. Here you are, beautiful. Oh, great. I love Thank it. Thank you. Oh, my that God. That seems like so awesome. Taking those pictures with the football and his little Levi jeans and his jerseys and his daddy's jersey on. I so, know, I know. No, I know. You're you're amazing. But it's, I mean, it's. I'm just like honored that you even asked me to, talk, you know, speak. And I mean, you're amazing. And and I'm so excited to watch the movie because I remember that whole season talking about like, oh, Kurt Warner's going in, you know, for Craig Green. I mean, just the whole thing. Like, I remember everything about it. Yeah. You know, that whole. It's like amazing. So. I think that's going to be fun. It is. It's, it's but they, yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, I think that for a lot of us uh, women, NFL women especially, um, just watching Brenda navigate yeah. through, um, you know, because you just kind of like fall in love with a guy who ends up playing in most cases. Yeah. And so for her, it was like, wow, he's going, you want to see them achieve their dream, but you also know a part of that could mean that you're, you know, it, it could mean separate, you know, that you're not going on, like, or it's, you know, whatever, you just get scared. And there was a yeah. scene where she actually looks like when she's saying goodbye, I feel like I remembered when I said goodbye to Michael that I was like, I will never see him again. <laughs> He's off, you know? And um, oh, so, so to see her, but to see that and then to see the behind the scenes of keeping your family together, supporting oh, each yeah. other, all that is like awesome. Yeah. And they're great people. They are great people. I know that. Like, I know they give back so much and they're, they're like amazing people. That's really yeah. cool. That's great. That's great. So, yeah. So we just wanted to talk to you about so many things. Um, we want to talk to you about like your um, passion for like 
the kids and the things that you do, especially with the kids, especially whenever it came the time in your life when it was like, okay, I'm going to be with the kids on my own, you know, most. So how am I going to handle this? And I was really excited to bring you on to like, just to really introduce your mindset to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, thank you for, I mean, for um, offering me to come on because I think it is, it's important that um, a lot of women were you're in that mode right now. And I was thinking about it the other day that it's all a blur when you're in the season, you're in your own little bubble. You know, you don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, but your kids only get to be five once and they only get to be seven once and they only get to be, and they have their interests. And, you know, so when I was, you know, starting to raise them, you know, by myself, I realized that, you know, I have to get this right because <laughs> you don't get to rewind it. You know what I mean? You don't get to rewind it. And so it was really important to my kids that, you know, they loved sports and they were all in a lot of, you know, club sports and I was starting a real estate career and, but they thanked me. Like the best part is they do, you know, all of a sudden it was a couple of years ago and Koi was getting, you know, he was like a senior in college and Katie was a senior in high school. And it, it's like, they looked at me and they're like, well, but thanks mom. And I was like, for what? But that I let them, you know, fulfill their dreams. They, you know, one, you know, Koi played football, Katie played soccer. You know, he also played baseball and then Cole plays football, but it doesn't seem like much because when you meet people, um, can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, you're totally okay. fine. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, you know, but when people meet you, they, they just, they, they assume like everything is about, um, oh, they did sports because, you know, the NFL or something like that. And it's like, no, they, they, this was something they loved. Like maybe they were going to love playing the guitar or, and I think that's what's important is that what they love is what, you know, it, it's really important to them. And that's going to take time and money. And, but I look back on it and it was kind of hectic, but they, th they're really thankful. You know, they really are. And that was like a lot for me to handle. Cause I, you just assume that they're just going to be like, Oh yeah, that's what we did. That's how we grew up. But they were like, gosh, we were really lucky mom. I was like, wow. You know, they appreciate it and they're all doing what they love right now. So I love that. Cindy, you're Cindy, you're up. Yeah, you're muted. Yeah, yeah. I do. I just, um, to me, it's like, well, it's what you put forward in terms of how you're handling it and how you approach things that create that environment. And, you know, I'm sure there was a million times that you were completely vulnerable, but I think that knowing you, you just made it be, you put a fun spin on it, you know, that this yeah. is what going to do and this is yeah we're together yeah, yeah. Julia um, because I know that she's so curious Julia yeah. she'll have a million questions for everybody <laughs> I, I know I yeah. totally am. I'm yes I, I'm excited to get, dive into this so yeah. why don't you can you pull yourself down so I don't pull Katie down so you remember just click on your face you just actually if you click on your video yep there you are perfect you're getting to be a pro at this and then I'm going to pull myself up turn on interview mode okay so I think that, you know, a couple of different things I love so much about what you guys both just said is about the children and right. You, you dive into this world that you don't realize you're diving into Cynthia. I'm going to pull you back up on stage though. Um, that you dive into this world that you don't realize you're going to, and then you have children. And we all know when you have children, right, your world's kind of changed because it's just this love that you never expected to have. You assume you're going to have it, but you don't realize it until you have it. So um, Katie, I would love for you to just dive into Hope and Oxygen a little bit, like the backstory and what made you write the book and, um, and to share with the listeners. So it's, it's, it's funny and it was really organic actually. Um, 
so my sister was writing screenplays and, you know, my life was just, everything was kind of chaotic. I think it was like the first midlife crisis because my oldest was graduating high school. So I felt like, oh my gosh, I have someone graduating high school. So I had this like, I don't want to say anxiety, but, and I would joke with my friends. I'm like, everyone says they're going to write a book. And, and I just sat down and started like typing on my phone, like all these things that happened. And I would say the first thing, I mean, I was divorced and I was raising the kids and it was hectic, but um, you know, I tried to date. So I wanted to make it funny. I wanted to make it funny because I was like, everybody wants to write a book and it's serious. And, but I wanted people to laugh because the situations that happen in our life, we, we don't expect them, you know, and they're not always easy. They're hard. And I did always put my kid for, kids first, which is why I'm still single. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because, you know, they need you and they need everything, but you know, I'd go on dates or whatever. And, this one person just kind of was like running me in circles. And what happens just to give a backstory, you know, I was married 15 years and there's no texting in college. I mean, I grew up in college in the you know, 80s and 90s or whatever. Now we have phones and there's texting and, and this whole dating world. And you literally wake up and you're like, this is weird. <laughs> like, you know, cause you just think it's like, Oh, like trusting and whatever. So a lot of crazy things kind of happen. But at the end of the day, I'm, I was still, my kids came first. I mean, I had a few, I, mean, I had weird, you know, people that would say things like, what if I paid for a nanny? And I'm like, it's not about paying for a nanny. Like, I want to take you on a trip. That's it. I'd say, I, I want to be at their games. Like, I, I can't see that game again. I, I want, they want me there. You know, they want, and honestly, and I'm sharing this with everyone because everyone's in, you know, the same, you know, same, same life and it'll happen to them probably one day. But when my son was a sophomore, he was the starting quarterback and it was stressful because his dad's a coach and he has the same name and. You know, dad played, you know, this and that. And he's a quarterback, same thing. And, and we won and everything went great. But he got off the field and he's like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? And I was like, oh my gosh, I started crying. Because I was like, this is a boy, you know, his dad's right there. You know, his grandpa, everyone knows, you know, but he wanted me. And he's looking everywhere. And so it was like this epiphany where it's like, it's not only me wanting to be there. They, they act like, like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. No, no, no. They want you there. They want you there. They want right. you there. So you can't, you can't redo that. No matter, you know, it's not about, like, having a babysitter. It's about that they want their mom there, even though they're 15 or 18 or, you know, whatever. And I would always say to my friends, I'm like, we don't get to redo this. You know, like, you know, it's hard. That was the hardest thing, you know, is that um, when I got divorced was that, I got to get it right because you can't redo when they're eight and you can't redo when they're 10. And so I did the best I could. But when they thank you, like you think, well, I must've gone, I must've gone and done a decent job because they thanked me. You know, they're like, mom, we got all these cool things. And I didn't realize it was that amazing. You know, we lived in a small town and they went to the swimming pool, but they did all their sports. You know, they did. I was, we were lucky that way. So right, I love it that. Cool. And if you can just very quickly just give the listeners that don't know your story, you know, don't know your backstory. So you you yeah, you okay. met your ex husband in okay. college, correct? And then from a big giant football family, I did. Uh -huh. So just give them just a little bit of that backstory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely will because that's kind of funny actually. So for everyone out there that doesn't know this, the um, New England Patriots used to be terrible. And I'm from New England. And so I didn't follow football. I followed the Red Sox and the Celtics, but I did not follow football. A little bit in college. And so when, when we got, you know, we met and we got, when we first met or whatever, he said something about Sonny's birthday is the same as Tom Landry. And I was like, Who, who's Tom Landry? 
I mean, I never should have been allowed in this family. <laughs> I never, I mean, this is like, you know, this big football. And I didn't know who Tom Landry was, you know, I mean, but New England was not good. Oop, did we, Cynthia, is it me or did we lose Katie? We Just a pause. Just a we end, we yeah, end okay. up in Philadelphia. We end up in Philadelphia and, um, you know, we were hoping to make it one year and we were absolutely fortunate that it was 10 and we met incredible people. I mean, incredible people that, you don't realize that your lives are going to cross again because you share this one thing that no one else shares. And that's why I joked. I said, you know, I'll joke with, you know, Joyce Turner and, you know, Joyce, um, Sydney, I'll, I'll tell her and if she's listening, she'll laugh, but um, I'll say, well, it's tough dating. So you can't, you can't date a civilian. Like it's just, and she'll go, what do you call that again, Katie? She goes, cause I can't date that. And I go, it's a civilian. It's hard. <laughs> You're like, you have to find a way to laugh about it because it's a different world. And, it is, even if you separate and you try to be like you're humble and everything's simple, it still is different. It's totally different. I mean, you're in this big, this, this life and, right. um, you know, so I had never been to a professional football game and the only time I had ever been was like through the back door with a, with a, you know, with a parking pass and a family pass. And I joke with, with my friends and even with Joyce, I was like, we went to a Cowboys game last month and I was like, well, this is my first time just going through with the ticket, you know, I've never been to a professional right. football game. It's like funny. But, yeah. Because we didn't watch football growing up. But it's also, I mean, so it was Definitely. a, it was a deep family of like, so 15 years you were in that. Right. And so of course your kids were going to be raised. Oh and then, yeah. You know, brothers and uncles. I mean, and we're still, it's, yeah, it's 27 years now, but yeah, I mean, it's 27, it was 15 years married, but 27 years now. Right. Cause I mean, we've been divorced like 13, but it's amazing because I mean, we're all still really close. I mean, they've all helped me in one way or another raise the kids. I don't have any family here. So most amazing family. And um, yeah, I talked to his dad every, I talked to Koi's dad every single day. You know, Koi's dad passed away last year. Mm-hmm. I talked to him every day, probably for all the years, but especially during COVID, but all the years. I mean, after every game, after every, um, my kids' games, they would come to birthday party. I mean, it was just amazing, you know? Right. And so it's, it's different. You know, my kids know that if they text me in the middle of class and they'll be like, Oh, you know, um, I don't know, something random. So-and-so's injured or like same thing you were talking about with your boys. And I know people say, Oh, why do you know so much about football? And I'm like, well, it's not that I know so much. It's that your kids, when they hit high school, they're still going to talk to you. If you, you know, you know, who, um, you know, Darius Slay is, and you know who, you know, all these players are, Jalen Hurts, whoever, you know what I mean? Like, you know them, because if right. you don't know them, they're going to be like, mom, you don't know what's going on? Like, forget it. You're out of this conversation. Like, I mean, we have these group texts, and all it is about is like seven different teams. Because people say, who's your favorite team? And I'm like, I-, I have favorite players and favorite coaches. And players are kids of players that I knew, you know, like Loretta right. Ryan's son. Like, I can't root against Green Bay, because her son's the starting left guard now so i'm like okay well i can't read against green bay you know so it's kind of cool but yeah so it it is it's a lifetime because now my kids and all their cousins and my son always wanted to coach college or pro and he's coaching college right now he's at the beginning and i mean it's just it's just a it's just really pretty awesome you know but it's just how we live Katie, I want to make sure that I um, say that, like your relationship with Sonny, and he is uh, legendary um, as a high school football coach, and your relationship with him throughout your marriage, and then even after, and to that, you know, when Sonny passed, what, a year or two ago? Yeah. 
a year ago. Uh-huh. A year ago. It was terrible. Oh, God bless. Yeah. And then, so for, yeah. for that relationship and you just nurtured that relationship, that had to mean so much to your children and so much to everybody in the family. And then of course with Koi taking over, like that's emotional and then coaching your son, it's just, it's just so much. Like when you think about the fact that you nurtured those bonds and how now you can ease into something that is so beautiful for your, you know, baby. So talk about that. Oh yeah. Well, that is like amazing because there was no question. I mean, they they just didn't want, you know, obviously like I wasn't going to go anywhere. I mean, they meant the world to me, no matter what happens with the divorce. I was like, this is my kid's grandparents. You know what I mean? And I didn't have grandparents really growing up and my parents have passed away. So it meant the world to me that, that like I wanted them to be a part of everything. So I always called Sonny when we were married and everything after every game, after Eagles, I mean, Monday morning, Okoye's back at work. Then we gossip about, you know, who's getting traded. I mean, it was just like, it was years of that you know, off season, who's going to get drafted. I mean, literally I texted Sonny Monday. I texted the kids Monday before the draft when they drafted Jalen Hurts. I texted the kids and I said, Eagles need to draft Jalen Hurts second round because blah, blah, blah. I mean, they need a quarterback. And everybody, my kids were kind of like, mom's on to something. I called Sonny. I'm like, Sonny, Eagles got it. And he's like, you know, I didn't even think of that. And I was like, and what happened? They drafted him second round. I said, they should be paying me all the big bucks. I told them. <laughs> but it was like, I could call him and it was during COVID and I'd call him and we would just laugh. And I mean, but he would, if he would try to go to all the kids games and if he couldn't, I would call them and he'd talk to the kids and it was just, it was amazing. And he, and he was always, you know, he and Betty were always happy for me too. Like they wanted me to you know be successful in real estate or whatever, but they knew that, you know, I'd always make sure that the kids sports, you know, everything came first. And so we talked about everything. I mean, every day, and it was, it was a lot of sports, but, you know, especially during COVID, I talked to him every day at like noon. And so I got out of a meeting on that Tuesday and I, and I hadn't talked to him a couple of days because he was having a hard time breathing. And the night before it was like, I think the Raiders and the um, Saints had played, and it was John Gruden and, and um, Sean Payton, and they were in 97. You remember, Cindy, they were in Philly. So I was going to joke with Sonny. I was like, oh, the battle of the, you know, the two, you know, because they, they were in Philly, uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. I went to call, and uh, Betty answered, and I was, I was devastated. Like, I was on the floor. I, I, I went crawled in my bed, and I was like, I was never going to hear his voice again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And so um, I was absolutely devastated. And he was like, so, they, you know, they were both so good to me because it didn't change because it was about my kids. And my kids were just, they were devastated. And um, I sat in bed and cried and just sobbed. And I heard a ping on my phone and it was this local reporter who's an awesome guy, Greg Simmons, if you're out there. Um, I heard a ping and I looked at my phone. He's like, we heard the news. It was like 20 minutes after Betty told me. And I was just devastated. I was like, I talked to him every day, practically for 27 years. I can hear his voice again. I mean, more than my own parents, because there was always something, you know, with three kids and sports. And I mean, we didn't talk about baseball or anything. It was so much fun, you know? And, um, and he was legendary, but it was really, it was really cool. I mean, we would talk about everything from like play calling and he'd be like, but they were in a too deep safety and oh my gosh, they're in prevent. And people say, Katie, how do you know so much about football? I was like, half of it was talking to Sonny. I didn't know what a too deep safety <laughs> was. And then I'd look at the play and I'm like, oh, the two safeties, you know, they're both deep. But it was just, 
it's amazing and they're an amazing family and things happen. I mean, sometimes, you know, divorce happens, but how you react to it, it's like everything in life, you know, that's what matters. And it matters to your kids so much. And I know a lot of people have said to me, um, you know, kind of critically, a little bit, you know, like, why, why did you keep the, the name? And I'm going to tell you all this story because it's funny. Why did I keep my, my married name? And it was, and he said, um, well, I don't know what's happening. But something happened with it. Can you hear me? The connection. We, but yeah, this is a funny yeah. story. Yeah. Okay. It's a funny story that everyone should hear because no one ever thinks about what do your kids think about the whole name change? And we're at this um, restaurant, you know, near where we live that we always went on Sunday nights. And I said, Hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go back. My maiden name's Kelly. I said, Katie Kelly, it's cool. And my kids looked up and my oldest was mad. And I looked at him and I said, it's a cool name. There was a famous author. You didn't know her, Kitty Kelly. I used to get prank phone calls in college that, this is Frank Sinatra because he, you know, Kitty Kelly wrote these right. um, unauthorized biographies, remember? And so, yeah. And so they didn't think it was funny. And my boy got really mad. He's like, no, 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 no. You won't do that. You won't pick us up at school. But he, he didn't say him. He's like, us, us. No, 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 you won't. He got really mad. I said, okay, it's over. I'm not going to do that. And Cole looks up with these big, like, eyes. And he's like, oh, you know, like, you're not, you, there's no, you're not getting back together or something. It was like years, maybe more like five years. And we all just started laughing. But my oldest was not laughing. Like, he was like, no, that's like, no, that will never happen. So I just kind of realized that I talked to a girlfriend of mine. And I said, would you ever ask your kids? And I think what I learned from it was they lose a lot when the marriage, you know, they get divorced. That's a lot for them. But then to know that, like, now you've got a new name and I don't know. I mean, people get remarried, but that was, I didn't know that was so much to them, to him, yeah. you know? And I no, I really love that. I love that. Yeah. But, no, thank you for sharing that. Cause I'm, so my parents got divorced and I remember, um, even still to this day, sometimes, uh -huh. you know, I mean, and my dad's remarried, so it, it but it, it's, you know, you still yeah. see them how you saw them when you were younger. And so there is always that's a thing in your, you know, into your head. That's like, well, they loved each other once. You never know. Right. And especially if you, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe, you yeah, always yeah. wonder what that well is a plan to get them back. You hear those stories, right? You hear the stories of people getting back together after yeah. all those years because they were meant to be. So, um, but I think that it's so sweet though. And you can just hear your passion for your children. You know, you can hear the love and the love that yeah. you have for Sunny and the game. And I think that's what everyone out there you know, something to hear is that you didn't know anything about football, but you fell in love with a boy, as Nothing. said, right? And you were like, well, I want to learn. And then you fell in love with the game. And then you fell in love with the, the idea, right? Of the, fam the family and all of that. And then you've kept this close-knit family and you can really hear that. And so I think that's such a beautiful thing. And so I would love for you to, right, when you guys got divorced, you were like, I want to make sure I provide. So that's when you started your real estate business, correct? I did. Yeah. And so, you know, I saved, I, I wanted to make sure I saved as much as I could. I wanted everything I had put aside, honestly, for them, for their, because they were all in a lot of club sports and I was an athlete growing up and I know it's expensive, but I also know that that meant a lot to them. I had a, I, um, there was someone like a, a distant relative made a comment to me like on Facebook or something. And she said, I think it'd be a good time to take a break from the kids' sports. I didn't tell the kids this till later. And I said to her, no, 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 they've lost so much. Like they just lost. No, that's the one thing like they are, they love. And I've never, I will tell everybody out there. 
I have never had to push my kids in sports and they're all like gym rats. They hit it. They're, they're, they early for practice late, you know, they, they are like, and I've never had to push them. And they've all that. been tremendously successful. I mean, and, and Cindy knows this, I mean, making it to certain levels, so many things have to fall into place, but still, I mean, Katie's on a soccer scholarship at, you know, a college in West, um, West Texas and, you know, soccer scholarships are so hard to come by and she survived like a, several injuries. And my oldest was at BYU and then he finished at Kingsville and made all these friends and learned a lot. And now as a coach, he has so much to offer. And, you know, he played, you know, we finished up at Kingsville and he got to play and now he's coaching. And then my youngest, my youngest, the joke, I have to share this and it's no, it's not a knock on Cole because Cole is an awesome football player. Right. And I'll never forget. Sonny's always like, you know, that kid, Katie, we just never knew, like, you know, it, it always seemed like he just wasn't, you know, maybe in the sports. And I'll never forget, you told me he was doing swim team. And I showed up at the at the tryouts, and he sank to the bottom of the pool. And then he said, <laughs> and then by the end of the summer, he said, I'm at the championship meet, and he wins the breaststroke for the whole city. And it's a true story. I and love that's cool. that. But that's I cool. love that. I, I mean, love Cole's that. an amazing, yeah, Cole's an amazing basketball player. He's an amazing football player. But, like, he's, like, my oldest and Cindy knows how all the, the birth order, my oldest is like shooting out of the cannon. Like everything is like, you know, a thousand miles an hour. And with Cole, it's like methodical. It's just like his dad. It's like, and we joke, we're like, he's exactly his dad, methodical. And you don't know if he's paying attention. He's paying attention to everything. He knows yeah. every play, but he's just different. Like he's just really cerebral and yeah, well, it's and, cool. And all kids are like that. So I, and I know Cynthia said this to me because my kids are all into yeah. sports. So big, yeah, big soccer you know. players and lacrosse. Yeah, you know gymnastics yeah. um actually she just retired from gymnastics and is like full-on into you know we're traveling all over we we're just in delaware two days ago um oh, and, wow. and it is amazing to see them grow and we've talked about this now time and time again right cynthia with yeah. other the other spouses that it's about it's really cool to see especially with your kids and and yeah. ones that have the natural talent right yeah. versus the ones that work harder and yeah. it's it's my i played two sport uh, college sports as well and so did my sister yeah. and we were a very athletic family and I love, my, I'm saying the same thing, never pushed my same kids thing. into sports. You, we just, but you loved it. Yeah. Love it. And you get the confidence. There's a different confidence yeah. that you get from when you know that your body can do something. It's really cool and it's really powerful. It is. It and is. I always say my younger sister probably had, um, I probably was more of the raw athlete, but she worked so hard. So I was the one that was like, you know, all summer, the coaches would be like, make sure you're doing this and this. And I would just show up and I would win the race. And she'd be like, you didn't do anything. And I've been working my ass off. But as the season I love it. over, you know, but as the season kept going, she would yeah. end up be like go, pe going past me, right? Because it was all the work that she was putting in before. And I would end up like burning out a little bit because I would just jump into just jump into it. And just what sports? What sports, so I, Julia? I played. Yeah, I played field hockey and lacrosse. Awesome. My sisters yeah. played field hockey. I was soccer because soccer in the early 80s like was coming in. My sisters yep. were older and I just loved it and jumped yep. in it. And, and, um, and I never asked, to be honest, Katie started at YMCA three years old with the soccer and, um, and never did another, like her dad wanted her to do the multiple sports. Like the boys did everything. The boys do everything. We did multiple. And she, yeah. And she, yeah. And she did until ninth grade. And then she told me, yeah. she said, I want to do straight soccer. And she was a really amazing swimmer too. Like we, I, I did, I let them all do summer league every year. Yeah, me I too. It was really, yeah, because yeah. they, you know what, you can open water swim. That's what my dad did. But that's awesome. I love that, that you, that you and your sister, yes. I love it. That's so I cool. I love it. So I'm going to have awesome. Cynthia pull up, right? Cynthia, hey, I'm like, I just, 
Yeah. No, you don't want to take me off. You don't want to take me off because I want you. I want to watch your expression when Katie tells you this story because this is my favorite Katie story ever. Uh, You haven't mentioned your skiing yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And um, so Um, I want to talk about your. I want you to share the memory with your father skiing. mm -hmm. And then I want you to share what you created for your kids that has to do with skiing, that awesome story, if you don't mind. Because, you know, you were talking about you don't want the kids to take sports from them because they lose stuff, but you gave them something that they'll never forget. And it was important to you because it's something that you experienced as a young girl with your dad. So share. Yeah. So my dad, I mean, he grew up really poor and, you know, when he started getting successful and everything, he always wanted to ski. I mean, you know, when he was a kid, you know, you didn't, you know, people, rich people skied or whatever. So he would, we skied in New Hampshire. We always grew up skiing in New Hampshire. And, um, he did, you know, a couple he started took us to Europe skiing a couple of times and um this crazy story but it was life-changing and it, I can envision exactly and I was only 10 so it was 19 um no it was 11 I was not, it was just turning 11 I don't I wasn't even 11 yet it was 1979 my sister was studying in France so he took us over there on a ski trip and um we skied all day and at the end of the day you know there's a rope there's a reason why there's a rope and that's there's a reason why that you know the French ski patrol don't like Americans because we went under the rope. We went under the <laughs> rope. I'll never forget this. And it was we, we met these people from California that were really interesting. In fact, we stayed in touch with them for many years. And um, they went under the rope, but my sister went with them, so they got separated. And my dad and I went another way, and it was just straight. It was Mont Blanc, I, and like you ask people about Mont Blanc, I mean, it's the backside of Mont Blanc is like straight down. And I'm like, not even. a Mm-hmm. I'm not 11 years old yet. We're in Chamonix, but we're in the back of Mont Blanc. We don't even know. We don't go under a rope. You don't go under a rope. There's avalanches. There's everything. I mean, I shouldn't even be alive. And so we we get on this back, and then we realize we're separated. Now we realize the sun's going down, and now I'm scared. And and I I've been skiing since I was in a diaper, but now I'm on the back, and it's cold, and it's icy, and and I'm looking straight down, and my dad's realizing like, oh my gosh, we have like an apple and some cheese in our little backpack we might be here for a while and the sun's going down it's getting cold we don't know if, and we could hear an avalanche in the background so he starts hollering and he could hear my sisters with this other family pretty far away but we didn't know if they were near the avalanche or anything so I, I remembered um I had to take my skis off I mean I'm staring down this mountain and my dad had just had some kind of little knee surgery and he had to carry me on his back then the apple fell and I was like and I at the time I'm not thinking it's a big deal but my dad got really mad he's like what? And there goes the apple, you know? So we walked down this mountain. I mean, we're talking about the time we got to the bottom, it's dark. There's a moon. I remember this. I mean, I was, I'm 53 years old. I was, I was barely, not even 11 yet. And we walked, we had no idea where my siblings were at this point. Now the mountain is just dark. We're on the backside of Mont Blanc. Now we're in the woods. So we went, walked down the mountain, left my skis up there. We find a little cabin in the woods, like the light is on. I just remember my dad walking up to the door and we went in and they let us in and, you know, they called the police came and it was like really crazy. The crazy Americans. I mean, everyone in Chamonix were like, I mean, no wonder why they hate Americans. I'm like, Oh my gosh, because they had to get their rescue people out and we were fine, but they had to make sure they found my sister. And of course my mom was like really um, upset because she's like, you know, look at you. You're always doing these crazy yelling at my dad. Like you get the kids could have been killed and it was just really crazy. And, um, but, you know, the really cool thing was, is, you know, he, he, 
so, you know, he grew up poor, but he did well as an attorney. But when he passed away, we would joke. We're like, he didn't you know, leave us like a ton of money, but he left us with all these trips. He took us to Europe. We went, yes. to, good, we went to good schools and he didn't leave. He didn't leave anything on the field, like in the bank account, like, like enough. Like we didn't need anything. We were, but right, 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 we right. were all successful and we had kids and we didn't need anything. But looking back on it, it was like, you know, that that's amazing. Like, you know, and I, I, I read, I read this, you know, this, this older Chinese man, he said this proverb or something. He said, um, you know, what, how much is enough? Like we all want to save so much, but do you want to save so much and you don't do anything in your life or you don't right. share any memories with your kids? And I read that, right? And it was when my kids were smaller and I was just newly divorced and I, and I was saving and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had this like, nuclear account, whatever. Like, and then my kids started getting older and I remember talking to the kids at dinner one night and I was like, you know, I have everything saved and paid off and everything, but let's take some trips because they hadn't been skiing. And um, that was my life. But Cindy knows, I mean, it's in the promulgated form of the contract. I mean, there's no skiing, you know, if you're with an athlete, right. you know, and, and it's accepted that way. So we, I talked to the kids and it was really cute actually. Cause I want to say Koi was like a, a senior in high school and Katie's like a freshman and they look up and they go, mom, we're going to, we're going to take care of you. You're, you're fine. Like you've all the say, what are you saving for? Like, and I'm thinking, right. I said, no, it's not your problem. But let's, so I, you know, I thought to myself, I have all this money saved, but what good is it going to do when we're six? What, what is, I don't even know what this quote unquote retirement age was 65. What good right. is it doing at 65, right? If you've never done those trips and you've never climbed any mountains with the kids and you've never. And so, you know, I tricked, I sprinkled it in, but then, you know, Koi senior year, I was like, gosh, it's a senior year. And we'd gone on one ski trip in Tahoe and I, and they loved it. They loved it. You know? So it's a senior year. Skiing. Yeah. But I mean, this is what we did my whole life. So it was really weird for me not to, and then to go back to it was hard because I was like, gosh, my yeah. whole life I've got closets full of skis and boots and now I've got to like rent them or, you know, my girlfriend, right. my girlfriend, Mario, <laughs> if she's out there, she's in park city. Like she lined me up with everything. Cause it was like, Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Like, you know, for one trip, <laughs> yeah. I've got to get the kids and then the mittens and the, and the hats. And it was kind of crazy. So the kids, we, we went to Deer Valley, we went to park city. We stayed with my friend Margo and then Deer Valley. And I'll never forget, Sonny's call, Sonny, he's calling me, huh, you know, and BYU was looking at Koi. They thought he was small, but they're still looking at him. And, you know, some other smaller schools had offered him. And um, Sonny's like, I don't want him skiing. I don't want, you know, Sonny had the no skateboard, no skiing. I know Sonny will be okay. I'm not going to, I'm yelling at Koi the whole time. We're on this, we're on the lift. And I'm like, no, you be careful. And, he, and he's yelling, Mike, Mike is yelling, mom, I'm going to ski and I'm going to have fun skiing and I'm going to make a lot of money one day and I'm going to ski everywhere and I'm going to ski. I said, like, good. I hope you make a lot of money because it's expensive. <laughs> but we're laughing and, but they loved it and um, they loved it. And, you know, it was really kind of cool. Yeah. And I we've done that. some other cool, yeah, we've done some other cool things too. And I look back on it and it's like, you know, you know, I've, I've kept everything, you know, saved, but you know, Cole, I was talking to Cole this summer he was heading into his senior year and he looks at me and he said, mom, I had a great upbringing. And I thought, wow, like we just lived in a small town. We had like a little town pool that like I dropped him off at. He's like, I had the town pool. Like he thought it was like amazing. And it's amazing what the little, you know, in my mind, it was like, we went from the 7,000 square foot house to this. I was in a 1500 square foot house, but I paid cash. Like I just didn't want a lot of overhead because I knew that the next several years were going to be a lot. And I wanted the money to go to their, you know, activities. I didn't want to take away the activities to have a bigger house. I didn't. And that I'm glad I did that because they, they loved it and they yeah. didn't think they lived in a small house. I mean, they didn't care. They were like, everything in our life's the same except the house is smaller. 
you know. Yeah, it was less cleaning, less bathrooms cleaning. Yeah. That's why I always say. Yeah, but they loved it. It was small, but it was great. And I fixed it up and, you know, we sold it. And, and then I just bought a new place and they're excited. But that was the thing I learned is that we don't get those years back. And that was what my dad did is that, you know, he worked really hard, but he left it all. Like I said, left it on the field. It's like he left it with, you know, he traveled with us and traveling is just amazing. It's Traveling's like the best, the best gift. You, it's the best gift you can give your kids. And education, like those are the two things. Yeah. And, and education can come in so many forms, but traveling is education. A hundred percent. We met so many people, you know? And so I thought that was my, and but we're you, still like that. Yeah, but you also, okay, awesome memory that you created, a part of yourself that you passed okay. down to them, that they will always have that with you specifically, yeah. which they'll always have sports yeah. with their grandfather and with their fathers and yeah. uncles. So yeah. that's great. But you also gift them with attitude and that is I hope you can appreciate that you're gifting your children with your attitude about everything that's going to be a part of them when they're facing a mountain and they're scared and they've got to survive it and you you've given that that explorer attitude and that positive kind of seeker attitude so good for you on that Katie just seriously well thank you and you know what I was thinking about this last night I've cried tears with all three of them for different reasons I mean for like you know, Katie's blown out her knee and, and Cole, poor Cole, his fresh, you know, sophomore year. Cole went from being booed by the locals, you know, so, sophomore year, sobbing. And I'm telling you this because it really happened, sobbing on the on the bench. That was when Sonny first got sick. So he wasn't coaching. Coy was coaching somewhere else. And we stayed till like an hour after lights. And he just thought it was all, you know, he, he was not, he was a fail, whatever. He was that wasn't successful. And my Koi, my little Koi came to the game and he's like, Cole, you're fine. You're fine. You know? And the year before, my, or two years before, my Koi had like a rough game against Utah State. It happened to be on CV, CBS. And I was like, I mean, look at your brother. Like we start joking. I'm like, and my Cole is sobbing. Like I got nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, wouldn't get off the bed sobbing. Like it was his fault. We lost. The first, it was his first game as a sophomore. And my Koi's first game as a sophomore, we, you know, we beat the team. And I looked up at Koi and he goes, Hey, that was a good game. I mean, Koi had like, would, he had like five interceptions and it was like, you know, on ABC. And he's like, mom, it was on CBS. I'm like, whatever. It was like, you know, he's like, but that when my Koi got that six interceptions or whatever on CBS, my sister-in-law, Kim, he was living with them and she's, she's calling me. Hey, is he okay? Because like, he's, he's kind of freaking out. I said, well, he usually he used to run the track until two in the morning at, in high school, you might want to find a track. Like so Kim's like, what do I do? He's really upset about this game. And it was like, right. Something I love him. It was fun because you know, isn't she the best? I know. She called you and said, "What? Hey, hey, hey! What do yeah. I do here?" Well, because Kim, Kim had all girls, and he, she, right. he was living with Ty and Kim and BYU, and I mean, I owe them the world. I mean, it's just like we all pitched in, like we all just kind of helped with everybody. You know, they really helped me with the kids, and it wasn't just Sunny and Betty, but it was, you know, Ty and Kim and Koi's sisters. We all just pitched in, you know. Yeah. And, and I look at my kids and I'm like, gosh, I'm so lucky. I, I can't even believe it. But it was funny because I remember Kim was like, okay, this is getting serious. Like he hasn't spoken to me. He's really mad. I'm like, um, oh you might want to find a track. Like let him go run. For <laughs> he did. He used, he used to run till two in the morning around the track. I didn't know it was that late. One of his friends was like, oh yeah, he used to run. Even in baseball, he'd have a, like a bad game. And I'm like, he'd call me. Huh, huh. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, we, I, I had a terrible game. And he's running the track, you know, but. That's what he did, you know, so it was kind of fun. I love, but, I yeah. love when you think him because I remember being out all night in Philly and talking Michael into dropping donuts off to the girls and Kim yeah. 
we were still in our night. We were out, you know, and we knocked on the door and Kim's like, what are you doing? And Michael's like, we brought, we brought donuts. donuts. <laughs> I love it. She's the yeah. best. Right. We were just Ty's like, what are you doing, Z? Get out of here. Get out of my house. So They are are amazing. And our kids, you know what? And that's the thing. Like, I'm glad I didn't get over-emotional, which I could have, and moved away or done something, you know, irrational. But, you know, I will tell you what kept me there was um, Sonny and Betty because I was like, it would devastate Sonny and Betty if I moved away. And it would devastate my kids. And I look back on that. I was like, gosh, imagine if I made an irrational decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't always easy on me because Thanksgiving's I'd spent alone. But then I kind of found my thing where I'm like, I'd go for a bike ride or whatever. And it was kind of nice to have a day where it was quiet because in real estate, it's like every day is crazy, you know. Right. And um, But it also, was really, yeah. yeah. I mean, not only did you stay and do a beautiful job raising your family, but you stayed and you're killing it in real estate. I'm just so proud of you. Every time you sell, I'm, I'm just like so happy for you. And I want you to talk about that. And guess what? You guys, can you guys stay on and I'll just head to my gate because I have to get on my flight. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. I want you guys to keep talking because Juliet, can you please pick Katie's brains about the real estate? Because there's so many girls because we have to move yeah. so many times um, yeah. that understand real estate, especially in the league that might be inspired to get into it. So if you guys don't mind talking about real estate while I go through security, That would be awesome. Yeah, thank you. Because there's one thing I do want to say, though, and it just shows the character of you, Katie, that you swallowed. And my mom was the same type of person. Like I didn't, Uh there was never one nasty word that my mom or dad ever spoke of each other, whether what was going on behind the scenes, we didn't know. And my mom would always do for us, right? She would always make sure my dad came and whatever my dad was going through, like he, he would be here for us and she would go, you know, away and um, like, you know, she'd cook dinner and make sure he came, you know, had dinner with us in, early when they first got separated. And yeah. so it just shows your character um, that you were like, I know what's good for my kids. and I'm not going to do anything despite that. And I want so many people to hear that because it's, it is yeah. now again, it's way easier, right? Said than done. I'm not in the situation. Obviously, I grew up in a situation that way, but it's so much better to raise healthy kids when you do put them first in this situation and not let yourself go, right? Because you don't want to let yourself go because then you can't fill their cup up. But the yeah. fact that you were able to swallow your pride and be like, you know what? I want to do this for the kids. And I'm sure there was ups and downs and, you know, whatever. But you did that. And that just shows your character and how your parents raised you and the person you are. So that's a beautiful thing. And I think that needs to be acknowledged. Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, when you're in the moment, it is emotional. And sometimes you want to do something irrational. But I did actually, to be honest with you, like my parents, you know, thinking about them in my head, like what they would, what they would want. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. gosh, that would be the first thing. And, um, the easy thing would have been the easy thing for me selfishly would have been pack up and move to Boulder somewhere fun that like, you know, I have good memories of because right now I'm sad and move somewhere fun. And like, it would be, you know, like happy, make me happy. And, and my kids would have been absolutely devastated but it would have made me you know so I I had to like think to myself okay like this is going to be you know and it was I mean it was hard um living here in San Antonio I mean you can't date anyone they're like oh who are you married to tire coy I mean what like how do you eat like like you're googling me like like weird right but (laughs) but that's why I wrote the book and I wanted to be funny because I'm like these are things that really happen and they're funny and they're sad at the time, <laughs> but then when we look back, my kids and I laugh at stuff, and it's like at the time it was, you know, it was hard. But 
no, that was like, I'm really glad that I didn't do anything irrational because it could have been easy too. I mean, you're emotional right. and you're sad and, you know, holidays sometimes can be lonely, but then you find your niche. And what's been great with real estate is when I got in, in the spring of 09, everything crashed. So it was hard. Yes, and it was hard for a long time. But little by little, like I said, I, I saved money so that I didn't have to like sell a house to feed my kids and I could keep the kids kind of in check with their sports and I could learn. I could learn. And I always tell people, we owned a lot of properties and everybody out there that's listening, if anyone is from the NFL, like women, I'd love to reach out and say, you know what, if I could do it over again, taking the test online is, it wouldn't be hard in the off season, you know, stay focused on your kids and your, your husband and everything. Get that, you know, little real estate license because the one thing and I tell people, you owned a lot of homes. And I tell people, I said, it doesn't mean I'd be a good realtor. I still had to learn how to be a realtor because there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot, you're dealing with people's money. You're raising your kids. There's a lot that's going on. But I also said, hope we lost you. No, you got it, me okay. now. I said, but yeah. um, what you have over everybody else, I'm saying this to all these women out there, is that you have experience of dealing with the move the emotion, a lot of money. You're around a lot of, you know, like, so you're dealing with high. So if you deal with high wealth people, it's not a big deal. You know, you, and you know how to be discreet and you know how to make sure that you're not telling people. I mean, because what I found was when I got into real estate, I meet these people that want to tell the world that they're working with so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't think they probably want people to know that. Right. And the other thing that I really was a pet peeve, the realtors that I remembered, if we told them 300 and they showed us 300, even though they knew back then it was in the newspaper, there was no internet. They knew what, what your spouse was making. Then I was like, that's a keeper because they listened. They didn't go to 600. They didn't. And, um, you know, when I got, was getting a divorce, I mean, there was an agent that was helping me because I was just getting my license and she's showing me houses way above. And I'm thinking, is she assuming like my financial situation? Mm. So I ended up doing it on my own. But once I became a realtor, I always tell young agents, I'm like, you you do what they say. Even if you think they have all this money, this might be their seventh house. This might be a house they're buying for their daughter or something. If they tell you this amount, stay with that. You have to respect right. their wishes and they will respect you back and be discreet, that. that kind of thing. Yeah, because I think that um, it, people get offended. I mean, if you show them 650 and they told you 600, like that, they, they think you're taking advantage. And I always tell my clients, I say, I'm going to show you 300. Now, if you want to see 350, I'm not going to change your search until you tell me, right, Katie, I want to see 350, you know, and I leave that to them. But all the women out there, you have more experience. You have so much experience from what you've been through that you don't even know it. You don't right. even know it, you know, and you've been to big, beautiful homes and you've been to all these things. So you know how to handle, you know, different situations and, and handle people's you know, wealth and their, um, not their wealth, because you're not, but you know that this is emotional for them and that you, they don't want to be taken advantage of. And then on the flip side, I mean, our first house, I told my agent 215,000. I remember I, I liked house 220 and we got a house for 214,000. It was brand new construction in January 2000. We closed and um, I loved the house. It was great. And what was interesting is that agent, she's, stuck right to the price I told her, you know, to, oh, Katie, you said 215, you know, that 220. And I, I look back, I thought she really stuck to that. And now I get younger families and young clients and I have that conversation with them. They'll be like, what about this one? And I'll say, well, you know what? 
this one over here, wouldn't you rather be comfortable? Like, you know, you, I'll always tell them it's your decision, but I don't want you at the pool with your friends and say, well, Katie Detmer sold this house that really was way over. And I joke with them about it and they laugh. But the point I'm making is I want them to make the decision. But I also always want to be respectful of, you know, people's, you know, their financial situations. And I'm also really proud of, you know, young families and, you know, different, from different backgrounds that they get to be a homeowner. I love helping every, I mean, I had a, two weeks ago, I had a 160 one close. And then my 1.2 million, so 160,000 closed and the 1.2 million went under contract. So it's like, everyone said, oh, you only do this amount. I'm like, I do every amount because everybody's right. connected. You know, everybody's connected. And, I, you know, it's it's been really, it's been really a blessing, but it was hard. There, I used to joke with the kids before COVID because you're going to hear what I'm going to say and you're going to laugh. I'd always be like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just go wait tables at TGI Fridays or something because I grew up, like I always waited tables and I'm like, at least I have money in my pocket because, you know, in real estate, it could take 60 days before you get a paycheck. Right. And I'm like, this is so stressful. I'll just go wait tables. And then I thought after COVID, I'm like, well, that's not even a guaranteed. There might not right. be rest, rest. I mean, the poor waitresses, I'm assuming, like, I'll just go wait tables. And it's like, there was no one waiting tables. But it's been really, I've been really fortunate. I mean, I have, because I hung in there. You know, I, there were times when the kids were small. I didn't, I, I just, I can't do this. I can't do this. Because you're on well, total. Because you were work. I mean, you work weekends. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. But so for for the NFL, you know, people that are listening, the NFL women yeah. that are listening to this, um, if yeah. they're young, so your advice is: it doesn't matter. Just get that real estate real estate. I can't even speak. I would. Real estate I license would. early, just to I'm have right. it right. Yeah. And yeah. they can do it online, and then they have that in their pocket. So when they're because this is what's an important thing. And we've talked about this with many, you know, and I know we're coming to the top of the hour, but we've talked about this with many of the women that, yeah. you know, after your husband is transitioning out of the league, yeah. you know, it's, it's a stressful time, especially if, you know, no one knows what they're doing. So if, you know, one, and I know Morgan Thomas spoke about this so wonderfully, like they yeah. planned on that. It was always like, we're not going to limp out of the league. I love what she said. Yeah. We're not going to limp out I of like the league. I like that. We're going to, it's going to be our time to go out of the league and we're not going to just stand there because we need that. So we're going to figure out something in, in between. And so I think that's such an important thing to do. Now you did it, you know, after your divorce, cause you wanted to take care of your kids, but it was a smart decision to make. So if, and we all can look at hindsight, right? I mean, yeah. all of us yeah. can look at hindsight, mm -hmm. but it's just great advice. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, this is oh, your yeah. school, but can you just also let them know um, if oh, you yeah. guys look, you know, if you're wherever you're listening to this in the uh, fortune cookie, if you are in Fireside, you can see it's um, Katie underscore Kelly. Now that's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y underscore Detmer, D-E-T-M-E-R. Um, but also if you're listening, you know, you guys can hear that. So why don't you share a little bit again? So did I say that right? It's Katie underscore yeah, Kelly. You did. You said it right. And I'm, I'm, you know, I tell the young agents in my office and anyone that wants to text me or call me or I think that, um, I think it's really a wise decision. And what happens and um, you know, all the women out there, you've all owned homes. And I joke around because I do a lot of corporate relocation and you have to go through all this training. And I said, the corporate reload in the, in the NFL is the locker room. I mean, there's no right. person that's like, it's a locker room. It's like, dude, who is your realtor? Oh, well, this part. I mean, so you have to hit it right because it's going to be in the locker room. You know? But the point I'm making is, is that it's, it's, it's something you can start working on. And you've already got the tools. You've already got the skills because you've right. moved your family. And you, you understand the emotion of the families. What You really do understand what they're going through. And I oftentimes won't tell anyone anything my background because I want it to be about them. 
I just had a client find out later, like way after our closing, she's like, wait a minute, what? Like she didn't know anything about my life because I wanted it to be about them. Right. But when I'm in the moment, but I do have a joke and anyone wants to steal it if they get into real estate. So, you know, these, and some of these girls are going to be too young, but you will understand it, Juliet. And so in Cindy, so these people, they're stressed out. They're like, oh my gosh. So we're under contract and we got to move in 30 days. And I'm like, okay, listen. Art Modell moved an entire football franchise across the country in the middle of the night. You have 30 days. We can do this. Right. And like some people think, most people think it's funny. One guy, some guy. I love that. Yeah. But you know what? It's funny because they are nervous, you know, and it's great though if you can like kind of calm them down because you've done it. You know, I have, I work with a lot of military clients and they move a lot. And I always tell them, I said, I'm not the same as you. You go through a totally different level of emotion. But I tell them, but. I know what it's like to pack and move and have to be somewhere new and find new friends for your kids and new schools and everything. And so, but so yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the beautiful things. And I love that you just said that. And I love anyone that's listening to that, that, and I love, I really, I think it's so, so beautiful and powerful how you turn that twist. Like if you have moved, especially if women in the NFL, you're moving all the time. So you have those skill sets already. You can relate to the people that are moving. And some people are moving because they want to. Others are it's relocation. Others, it's a new adventure. But still, moving is hard, right? We've it's I mean, hard. I've done it many, many times. And most of the time, it's been for, our, you know, our, we chose to do it. But when you're in the middle of it, and then all of a sudden you get to that new place, and I always say, I like I, the first thing I did is looked up all the sports stuff, right? I knew all yeah. the teams that my kids were going to go months yeah, before me we too. were going to move. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I had already had the clubs picked out. They already tried out. They already made those. Um, so yeah. I was like, okay, I already knew my schedule because my husband was going to be working five days a week in the city. So we were, he was not going to be able yeah. to help. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'll be able to do all of this because we didn't know anyone, right? To, to, yeah. to, I'll be able to figure it out. And then once we get carpools, it will make it easier. And then all of a sudden I remember we got there and I was like, oh shit, I didn't look up the doctors. <laughs> Which uh-huh. I, I have a homeopath that I typically use. But so all of a sudden I was like, okay, now I need to ask around, but I wanted to be in the community first before I found the doctors because I wanted to talk to people. Like, who do you want to use? You know, it's who do you want to use? What do you want to do? So I think that what you just said is so beautiful. So any NFL, you know, family that's listening to this, you have the experience. You might say, and here's, a, I have a question for you and then I know we're going to yeah. um, close down because I yeah. know you have things to do. But if someone is, I can hear someone right now going, well, I don't really like people. I'm an introvert or I'm not good in sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what do you say to them? So I was not good at sales. Um, I, you know, I worked, I, you know, I, I waited tables and I worked, I did work in like health club management, like, I, like as a personal trainer though, more like that. I didn't want to do that. I like to work out. So I want to work all day and then go to the gym. I don't want to be at the gym all day. So I made that decision a yeah. long time ago, but you, there's going to be something you're good at though. So yes. I got a transaction coordinator this year, my 11th year. No, what am I, this is my 13th, 12th year. I'm going to my 13th year of real estate. It changed my career, it changed my life. But I know from 11 years of real estate that like the paperwork thing isn't my thing. Oh, Hus- hustling, being in the car, showing, like juggling it. It's probably from all those years of moving and like play- like with-, with moving with the NFL and all that kind of stuff. That's my thing. I need-, I need my hair on fire. Now the girl that's helping me, she used to be a real estate agent and she loves being at a desk. But you're going to find there's something that you like. There is because you're either going to want to be the organized person that's like, you know what, I want to be someone's assistant and I want to organize their marketing or like I love the marketing and I was a political science major. And if I could do it over, I would be a marketing major. I love the marketing part. I'm competitive. I want to be better than whoever's out there. I want to make sure that like my properties are seen 
more than anybody. And I want them to look fabulous. And I want them to like, boom, boom, boom. And I want them sold quickly for the highest price. And so I love there's going to be something, there's something because it's either going to be the marketing or the, the buying side and the listing side, or maybe you really want to be an assistant to someone and you want to organize their lives. So there's a lot of options. Yeah. And you know, I think what's so important is you said, and this is really anything. So anyone listening to this, any field, and we talk about this in the podcast all the time is yeah. we're all going to have, find the things that we love, right? The things yeah. that we really love that really light us on fire. And there's yeah. going to be things like the paperwork, right? That we uh-huh. don't love, but if the, and this is where you kind of know if this is your path, right? If, if the mm-hmm. thing that you really are not good at and you don't love becomes too much and it starts out taking the thing that you love, it's not, it's not meant for you, right? Or yeah. mm-hmm. if, as you did, you found an assistant. So that, that's exactly because I told you my dad was in real estate. That was exactly yeah. with my dad. The paperwork was it just didn't. I, paperwork is my nightmare. I don't like, I don't do paper editing. I don't do editing. I have someone that helps me with that. And I knew that right when I started my podcast and people always uh-huh. say, okay, so you started your podcast, but you didn't, you didn't want him to do the editing. Um, how did you fund that? And I said, I didn't want my husband helping me at all. So I knew I wanted to do it. So like uh-huh. I babysat a dog, like I had a, I, and I love dogs. So I had a puppy come in and I used that money to do the editing and to start it off because I was like, I no, love honey, it. this is my passion. I want to do this, even though I knew he could help me. It wasn't anything like that, but I wanted to do it. Right. I wanted to be something to see if it was what I was meant to be doing. So yeah. I think that's so important it. that you said that because that is, yeah. you need to think, look at your skill sets and something will yeah. pop and, but just do it right. Don't sit there and be like, Oh, should just I do take it. the test or not? Just take that test. Take the test. And the other thing is I know all these ladies out there cause I didn't used to be very you know fashionable or like my houses were kind of simple and plain, but I will tell you everyone out there has a design sense too. And there's like, there's staging, there's design, there's an element for everybody. If that's something you like, some people, maybe not, you know, maybe they want to do something different, but looking back on it, it it's an easy test to kind of do online to have, you know, you have the time and do it. And I think it's great. Yeah. And then also connecting, it. like I know Loretta Runyon just got her real estate license and I want to connect with her more and send her some referrals. And um, Erica Brown, um, her husband, they played for the Eagles years ago. You remember Nate Brown? Remember? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if she's out there. Hey, um, she got a real estate. You know, she's in, um, they're in um, North, North Carolina and we connected and I want to send her referrals because it's like, oh my gosh, like we're all. Well, that's the know, referral game is huge because I remember my yeah. dad always saying that. Yes. Um, I know. Yeah. I know Cynthia wants to say something and then I know we okay. are at the top of the hour. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, she Cynthia. Did. Is she back? Okay, she's back. Yeah. Hey, girls. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I was I was listening to everything and able to, even though I look insane going through security. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah like you know, Erica Lasseter is another great, yes. great girl that is yeah. in in Brit- We have Brittany. I know you probably talked about her on. So yeah, I would love to see you guys do some type of NFL network. Oh, that's. I think I said. I, would, more, I said Morgan Thomas. I meant Brittany. I would yes, love it. I would love it. I know Erica is, and I know that um, you know, like Erica. There's a bunch, and, and Loretta Runyon just got her license. Like, I would love it. In fact, I thought of starting something like that where we all do like an Instagram post where I share like Loretta's or Erica's, and like we share each other's posts like of these fabulous properties. Because you know what, everybody knows someone that's a high net worth, and maybe there's a special property. There's just like there's a lot of connections. So yes, it's important, yeah. and then especially for the new girls coming in, it's like you want to, you know, you want somebody that's already been there to help you through that you can trust you know that's the number one yes. thing trust yes. yeah it's awesome I love that. you do that d- yeah definitely you guys should do that because Brittany also Alawale who was on she was a brilliant and how she's doing it and too she has a whole different 
um, skill set that she was talking about. So definitely, I think you guys need to, to jump she, on and, and share ideas. That. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that. I love Cynthia, it. maybe that's the next thing we need to do. We need to do a whole like Zoom with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Get them, them all together. Or you do it like a Zoom call or something cool like that. Yes. You know? That'd I love be great. That. Uh-huh. Perfect. I love that. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, I just wanted to say, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. And Cynthia, do you want to do the worth ethic real quick? Because I know we're trying oh. to do yeah, we'll be throwing this on you, Katie. This is like, yeah. this is really fun. Because, um, yeah, um, Juliet got her tongue tied one, you know, episode. And she kept telling Rachel McKenzie that she was like so impressed by her worth ethic. And, you know, after the show, I was like, hey, Juliet, did you mean to say work worth ethic? And she's like, oh, my God, no, I meant to say work ethic. But it just wouldn't come out right. And I was like, you know, I think you're on to something, though. Like worth ethic. I mean, we I like need to that. consider this. This is important. What is our worth? You know, how do we value ourselves? And so we started asking all of our guests, what do you, what would you consider your worth ethic to be? Like how, you know, and I had asked my mother, I'm like, what do you think about this? Like, she goes, well, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, well, what is your work ethic? And she's like, what's well, how you go about taking care of your business? And I said, then what would your worth ethic be? And she goes, well, I guess it would be how you go about taking care of yourself. I'm like, exactly. So what would you like say that. your worth ethic would be? My worth ethic. So that's an interesting one, like taking care of myself. Um, yeah. I just, so I, you know, and I do enjoy working out and things like that, but it, it my kids, like we kind of do it as a family, like Katie, you know, I don't know, we, it's, we, that keeps me healthy, I guess. And it keeps me young with like with my kids. And I feel like um, it gives me a lot more energy. So I do take time every day to make sure that I exercise and people don't, and I, I'm surprised sometimes and I don't drink a lot, you know, I drink some, but I, I try to keep a balance. I think there is a lot to be said about having a balance and, you know, we, we live when, when you're in the NFL, it's a world of extremes. I mean, it really is. And you know, there's beautiful people and there's like great athletes. And there's like big homes. There's like a world of extremes, you know, but I feel like, I've always been really happiest when I'm going to have a balance and I have to have my dad going back to my dad. He was a high stress trial attorney, but he worked out every single morning at the YMCA and he got us into it. We used to call that. him the Jack Lane. We had like a, we had, we had weights in the seventies. Like we had weights and we had like all these things, but you know what? He'd make us carry like all the groceries. He built this cabin in the woods in New Hampshire on the top of the mountain. We had to go up the stairs. Like the parking was at the bottom. But I look at that now. My kids are like that, and you know, it's something we share. Though, like when they, the first thing Katie will say, and she'll go, "I need to go to the gym." And like when I join a gym, it's like it's for all of us since they were little. But it keeps them healthy, and we, you know, we do it as a family. So I just feel like as long as I make sure that I, I keep myself healthy, I'm better for my client. Well, I'm better for my kids. I'm better for my clients. I feel like that's where it starts for me. Is take like you know, I was getting the sniffles a couple of days ago. I have all my vitamins and everything like that but I thought about I it and I was like we have to really make sure we do take care of ourselves but for me everybody's different I do have to have some kind of exercise in the morning probably you too Juliet and like I, do. I don't know yeah I, I, I will it's my brain I, I need it for my yeah. brain but I me also too. me too yeah I mean it's you know I like how my butt looks in my jeans too but really it's for my brain and I say this is something that I talk about all the time and I think it's really important is that everyone needs to find that space that yeah. they can like do that. But so working out for me is like, that's where I get kind of my squirrels out. But then yeah. I have a space where I walk my dogs. I walk my dogs every day and that's where I can think the best. 
That's where I can daydream. I can be the most creative. And I think everyone needs to find that space in their life as well. Also to get their energy out, but also to find, and I am like, like I'm always moving. Like people will say, oh, meditate, meditate, meditate. If I sit and meditate, I'm like running lists through my head. It does not work. When I'm walking my dogs is when I have the most clarity. I can think, I can daydream. I can think of the next project of the next new cool thing that like, you know, oh, I can daydream about this. Let's do this. And just, you know, really get a lot of, um, clarity to what some projects are like this is where sometimes I'll be texting Cynthia like hey why don't we do this I've, have you thought about this this is what uh, I love about it so I think that's a really important thing too so I love that you have that time where you know you need to work out in the morning because that's going to set your day straight it does and one last thing because I'm an empty nester and, and, and like I'm not crying because I'm I'm working more so people say wow Katie's numbers are good I'm like well that's what happens when like you do this business when you have three little kids and then you're still in it and now they're gone. And a friend of mine told me a couple of years ago, she said, your business will grow once the kids, because you have more, yes, time. more time. But I did, I am taking guitar lessons because I've never, I've oh, always wanted that. to play the guitar. <laughs> and, and, and music like is really calming for me. And, and I love it. Like I, I just strum the guitar and like, I'm trying to learn. I, we played the piano growing up and I was like, you know what? Now it's my turn to take lessons or to go to, you know, and I don't know, there's like little things like that. They say, you know, just give it a, you know, what do you call it? Um, you know, make sure you, you know, you try it, you do it, you know, sure, yeah. life short. Yeah. So I've always wanted to play guitar. And so I am, I'm taking I guitar lessons. Yeah. I love that. And I have to say, I love getting to know you. I know Cynthia said so many wonderful things and I'm sorry for everyone that knows that we keep these usually to an hour, but we had a lot to talk That's about. Okay. So we I know. <laughs> and we'll do other, but thank you again for inviting me because you guys are awesome. And Cindy, yes. you are one of my favorites. Like I, I always She's post that picture of my koi and he's like, it's like the best picture, but everyone loves it because it's rich and it's, it's like this kid is 25 years old now and he's got this like little picture of this chubby little kid. It's so cute. <laughs> so, I love it. I love yeah. it. Have a God bless. Day. Yeah, you too. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You too. Yes, have it. And say, uh, Cynthia, safe travels. And again, Katie, thank you so much. Everyone in the audience, thank you so much for joining. uh, Joining. (laughs) I can't speak today. Joining. It's okay. Wine is live with NFL Thread and our guest, Katie Dentmer. So thank you, Audrina. And I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Ray, James, and Mark. I know there's been people in and out, which is really fun. And anyone listening to any other platform, you know where to find us next week. We have some another great guest. And so thank you again, Katie. And thank happy you, holidays to you and yes, your wonderful you family. Thank you. All right, great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy travels. Bye. Travels.